Welcome to the Trash Cats Trash Cast. I'm Richard. I'm Steven. And today we got a whole bunch of shit to talk about. Take it away, Steven. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't do me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I had a game plan until like a half an hour ago, and then my face got infected. I'm dying of sepsis. <laughs> So but let's start with you. How's your week? But going? the show must go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been fine. It's been good. Um, I just um, we got that stray cat spade finally. She's healed now for the most part, and she I, had battle wounds, right? Yeah, yeah. So I got her moved into the uh, into my. Well, what what happened? Give us the the scoop. Hmm? Give us the scoop. What happened to her? I don't know. She, she's. I mean, she's fine. She just the had, wounds. Tell us about the wounds. Her 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 surgery wounds. Sure. <laughs> Whatever wound. I thought one got scratched across the face. Oh no no no. So that's one of the. That's one of like the actual straight. This is like the one that we that was pregnant that we took in and we've been taking oh, care okay. of. Um, no, like there's definitely the the, the feral cats have been fighting. Um, <laughs> They like Feral they, cats be fighting. They <laughs> they hang out all on the porch all together, like waiting for food, and then like they'll like bust and you know like rolling around and shit, fighting with each other afterward. Um, hmm. One of them did get really fucked up. He looks much better now, though. I I just saw him the other day. He looks way better. He's got that long hair and his his shit's all matted up though. Um, but other than that, like his wounds look fine. <laughs> He, he was sitting there rolling around in mud. He's got this beautiful, gorgeous, long hair, big old, like, ha- at least half Maine Coon or something, like, big boy with this really pretty hair, and he's just rolling around in mud. It just rained, and he's just, like, going for it. That's how they keep cool. <laughs> yeah. Keep cool in the winter. <laughs> he's like, oh, I love this dirt. <laughs> So you got the you got the other one spade. Yeah, yeah. So she's been uh, living in my bedroom in here. I'm, I haven't introduced her to my cat yet. Ooh. Oh, but actually, this is funny. We had a jailbreak situation the other night. Oh. So typically, like I live alone, so I'm I'm not used to closing my bedroom door at night all the time. Sure. And she, like I I didn't really notice it until all of a sudden we hear a pop sound. I'm sitting up there with my cat. I'm trying to like divide the time evenly between them. And, <laughs> you know, because it feels wrong to just leave her down there. Like you're both parents in a divorce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> trying to deal with your spoiled child who wants all your attention. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So we hear a pop, and usually we'll hear sounds. You know, the roof is right over my living room. So we hear squirrels and shit running around there all the time. And my cat reacted to it, and she like, freaked for a second like she was you know real stark and i got you know it's normal but like after trying to like console her a little bit she was still like super on edge so i'm like all right i wonder what's going on she probably hears the cat and i happen to like get up and look down the stairs and i see this little fucking jailbird running around uh, uh around my you know hallway and shit so i managed to get her back in and uh, i realized okay maybe this is the door wasn't clicked in all the way and i pulled it shut and i thought it was clicked pretty good i go upstairs about five ten minutes later i look over in the corner of my eye i see her like coming up with the stairs and like running around and like <laughs> so she she's just fucking around and uh, she got lock picking tools apparently like- i sat in the bedroom with her after that to like figure out how she was doing it and i managed to like get it shut but how's she doing it putting her paw up underneath the door and like pulling it open pulling it, it, it open. wasn't the latch on the door wasn't 
connecting all the way. So you got a latch. I know, right? Well, you know, old ass house, the fucking the door's crooked anyway. Hmm. So, you know, I guess you'll just fucking have that. But otherwise, it's a going good. A good carpenter doesn't blame his tools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't blame the door in this old 120-year-old house. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, other than that, it's, it's, it's been good. But, you know, she's doing well. I think the... I'm going to try to introduce him this weekend and see how that goes. It's not going to go well. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> how about you? How you been doing? Besides your, your sepsis and your... Yeah, my face is like half hanging off right now. <laughs> Look like a mutant. Um, okay. Going to the dentist tomorrow. I have the last four of my 17 cavities to fill. But nice. I'm, wor- I'm worried about my face wound obstructing the cavity feeling <laughs> dude i'm just a mess right now <laughs> but i'm okay Two a week got a little art in editing on mk you know i did have i did have a moment the other night mm-hmm. I, I was laying in bed i had a candle going had the windows open it's cold as fuck outside but nice cool breeze with the candle very pleasant and I, and I thought to myself, like, you know what? Life's actually kind of okay right now. Like, I was, like, relatively happy for a moment. And then I remembered that complacency is the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> and I took all that happiness, I crunched it into a ball, and I threw it in the trash and got back to work. So, uh, that's, not, that's the most Steven shit I've ever heard in my whole life. It, it was nice, but... I. I I, I really do feel kind of split on that, where, like, um, a lot of days when I get off work, I'm like, ah, do I want to, like, kind of, you know, take the foot off the gas and feel okay, like, relaxing, or do I need to do stuff? And it's, oh yeah. I go back and forth a lot. Yeah, man, fucking habits and shit sucks. We get into uh, our fucking rituals of... What we what we expect when we, you know, finish a task or something. You know, I I think I might have told you about this. I'm not sure if we talked about this on the podcast or not. But like, the best way for me to clean my apartment and like vacuum and mop and do all like the gritty like detail, you get all the grout in the corners and shit, is inviting people over. <laughs> like it's one of those like it doesn't take long at all like i know if i if i invite someone over and like they're gonna be here in five hours i can get my whole house fucking spotless <laughs> but I'll, I'll just let it go for a week and like i know i know it needs to be done speaking of dirty as fuck mm-hmm. did you see the republicans bringing back smoke-filled rooms at the capitol no <laughs> They're they're smoking cigars and cigarettes in their offices at the Capitol now. I mean, how? But here's the thing: it's illegal. No, yeah, you can't. Do, no one else can do it anywhere else. That's what's fucked about it. Exactly. But it, apparently, the Capitol buildings have their own rules I'll on this. Eat my shit. But it's been something that no longer had been allowed. And then in the last couple months, there's like this big boom where they all started smoking cigars in their office. <laughs> Everyone started smoking cigars. Yeah. <laughs> they and, all joined a cigars club membership all at once. And they're like, all these stupid Democrats, like, you know, like, because it's affecting the whole building. Of course. And 
the journalists and and the the wokey dems are like all butthurt about it but it actually is gross as fuck yeah if there's 10 people smoking cigars down down the hall like fuck that and i like smoking but even even when i am smoking i don't want to smell a smoke filled room of a bunch of people smoking cigars all day in a government building yeah no that's fucked and it feels corrupt as fuck that they're allowed to do that, but we're not. Yeah, that that's it's so insulting. Yeah, no, it's 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 a uh, there's two Americas, Stephen. <laughs> really, in a lot of ways, shit. The I no, I, I really do. I think that's uh, I don't know. It's just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, corrupt. Well, no, that too. But that's not the word I'm looking for. Um, Stupid um, pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, what's it called when you're not nice to somebody? Um, when you like don't consider the needs of other people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, in uh, I I am in considerate. Uh, in considerate. That's the one I'm looking there for. There we go. We got but there. It- it it feels like there's two sides to the whole being a considerate person. Mm-hmm. It's either it's either being considerate is a form of weakness or I don't know. It just seems like people either glorify being inconsiderate or if you are considerate, you're weak. Mm-hmm. And there's not a whole lot of in between. And it, it's really weird that that would start to get drawn down political lines too just feels so childish like the your line like just don't be an asshole as the golden rule it, yeah. it just feels like so many problems can be solved it really not being an asshole yeah like everyone knows every, you know when you're being an asshole like even if like there's a really tough like there's the art am i be am i the asshole reddit like yeah, Sarah reads that every night. Yeah, <laughs> some of the some of them are good. Some of them are like the completely delusional people that are like, "Am I the asshole for um, not going to my son's, um, you know, football game or whatever because of whatever prejudice bullshit I have?" And it's like, "Yeah, you're the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, absolutely, you are." <laughs> Did no, you he, do you really have to get on Reddit and post about it and ask yeah. people? <laughs> it's uh, people who go to the internet with questions, stuff like whether it's like dating advice or like am I an asshole or like weird like you it, there's a problem inherently that you're asking strangers online to help you figure out your personal life, yeah. right? A- am I the asshole for cheating on my husband? <laughs> You know, granted, he lost his job last month, and I had to pay the rent this month. Like, <laughs> I think I deserve it. Now, but people are also drawn to assholes. The assholes have a certain mag- <laughs> magnetism. They, they suck us right in, yeah. you know? But, like, people, there's something endearing about people who are... are I don't even think it's the asshole quality, but it's it's confidence, right? Mm-hmm. People that are assholes are typically overly confident and arrogant. And yeah. the arrogant part is often a turnoff, but confidence Everyone is likes someone that knows what's up, that knows what's going on and knows what they want. 
And the di- the difference between knowing what you want and looking like you know what you want are two vastly different things, but they look quite the same. Yeah, confidence can be really tricky because a, a lot of times confidence is a folly, like false confidence or confidence in the wrong thing, but it all looks the same. Yeah. And I think people get tricked a lot just because someone has the qualities that look like someone that they should admire. Mm-hmm. But I don't get why. I mean, I do and I don't. But it it's fascinating how many people, like how many like dudes that consider themselves really alpha or like tough, cool dudes and they want to like suck up to a president. Or um, a celebrity like a Trump and Andrew Tate, like the, these yeah. guys, like Peterson. Like, I don't understand why anyone would be that big of a fanboy of anyone. Yeah, no, agreed. To be like, a, up strange. someone's ass so hard. Yeah, it's to like it's because. Well, I mean, you know, part of that too is it's like that's not they are. So you know, it's that echo chamber thing of like you're surrounding yourself with people and like. The things that you're ingesting are all similar ideology or like the things that you're spouting anyways. It's just reverberating back and forth. So you're getting rewarded in a sense. With confidence. Yeah, exactly. Like you're being, you know, your thoughts and ideas are being backed. So you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Like other people are like this too. And then once you get – I I don't know this for sure. This is me spouting shit. But I imagine that once you get to a certain point of like – the the confidence is high and like you have this opinion of yourself then you start to put yourself on the level with other people that are you know famous for having these other points of views yeah i could i could see that now now here's where here's where i do lose the plot a bit right mm-hmm. so this this i feel like this is hard to explain but i i not that I think of myself as super capable, right? But I think of myself as someone who is willing to put my neck out for someone who is weak. Mm-hmm. Not that I think I'm necessarily the right or a good person to defend people, but I'm I'm willing I'm willing to try, especially when no one else is in a, in a situation where someone is vulnerable. Right. Like, I I feel compelled to do that. But if someone is being an asshole to someone else, I feel like being Hannibal. Like, I I want to eat the rude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's they're doing something relatively small, if they're being intentionally cruel or mean to someone, even if they're just making fun of a person. Yeah, automatic shit list. But I want to like kill them. Yeah. Like I, uh, where it's like the amount of emotion that I can switch, I I can funnel in that direction would make me the asshole. In theory, I would mm-hmm. be doing something much worse than they ever were. Right. To this other person, but I feel like they deserve it, and I f- I feel righteous in that. Now, do you think that part of that is like the reason it's it's different in those smaller settings. Like I think you you hit a hit a nail for me at least of 
when it's something smaller. Like it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can just be like, you know, someone berating, uh, you know, a server or a barista or something like that. Like yeah. that kind of a encounter. Yeah. Those things, I, th- I think they make me more mad because I expect disappointment and, you know, uh, shitty behavior from like politicians or like people in power of some sort that like you would hear about on the news or like that you're somewhat disconnected from. It's still infuriating, but it's like, I kind of, I can see this happening. I think when it's smaller um, or it's like in person like that, it's like, like, what are you, why are you bringing this here? Like what's, this is a, you know, I don't know. I feel like that's a, I don't expect to. It, it's the unnecessary. Yeah. It's, it's of so it. out there. It's like, what are you gaining from this? It's like, I can understand like it all like, the time. If you're doing like a thing for like a political attention or something like that's not understandable, but like, I get it, I guess. There's at least intention. Yeah. In the there's goal, a, right? yeah, there's a goal other than like, the other one is like people that are like on the phone with customer support for something and just like reaming someone out. It's like they that this isn't the person that charged you. This person took a job at a call center. <laughs> like, I can understand that even more, but I, I it's just you know it's fucked up. But I can understand when people get so frustrated they lose it on someone. Yeah, but it's that unnecessary spearing of someone below you. Yeah. I, or I even so, like, someone that you think is below you. The fact yeah, that you it, put yeah, yourself exactly. on the pedestal. It's like, I feel like their whole bloodline should be ended. Yeah. And I can't really like justify my amount of anger or, or like willingness to do something so much worse than what they were doing. But I, I, f- I feel fully justified in it but i can't i can't reason it out you know what i mean no i know exactly what you mean because i i also have that my the reason i feel like it affects me is because it's pent up i've worked in you know customer service you know food service whatever for years and i haven't had the opportunity to you know tell off a a customer that was acting rude to somebody that I worked with mostly because I just wasn't there when it happened. Um, so I, those were missed opportunities. And I, if I was there, like I would have kicked somebody's ass in the parking lot for talking to my staff bad. Like <laughs> it's, you know, this don't raise your voice at me or my, my people. I will kick your fucking teeth in. Like that, those are the things that I, don't, I feel like it's just, it's pent up for me. I think that's why I can, that's why I think those things, but also, yeah, I can't justify it in my head. It doesn't rationally, it doesn't make sense. They don't deserve to have their teeth kicked in for yelling at somebody, but you know, maybe they need an ass stomping to remind them that <laughs> they, they shouldn't be rude to people. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I, I mean, I've said it before. I feel like, uh, we've like excised too much physical violence in our world. You know, there, mm-hmm. there should be, a more acceptable amount definitely maybe not killing people is involved in that but i i think we should at least be allowed to duel yeah <laughs> to challenge people like you know of uh you know we raise all our start raising our kids to be spartans you know 
Every everyone cat. mandatory. Yeah, I hear the kitty cat too. They're just uh, they'll be all right. <laughs> the <laughs> I think if we start, you know, the uh, from a very young age, you know, like you, once you get into like preschool, then you know you start taking, uh, you know, Cromagraw or some shit, and at least you, uh, you know, when you're put in the situation, you have the opportunity to, you know, throw someone on their ass or something. Oh, you know what? Actually, I know there was something I wanted to bring up with you. Uh, it was about an article I saw the other day. Okay. Apparently, th- this is old news. This is not like super new or anything. But Benjamin Franklin's home, I think it was not not in, in America. It was in London. was uh, dug up and they found bones from at least 15 different people in the basement. I assume slaves? Um, Possibly. I mean, they could be like, uh, I mean, it could be like legitimate deaths too, right? So even if it was like employees, because like, I'm sure he had hundreds, of, right? He, didn't he have like hundreds of people work for him? I think so. But this, so this is from what I've read. It's not that like, because everyone jumped to when they first found it, they're like, oh, like maybe he was a serial killer. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, that sounds wild and it would be a really kick-ass like movie or something, but- the, uh, this is actually a quote. The most plausible explanation is not mass murder, but an anatomy school run by mm. Benjamin Franklin's young friend and protege, William Hewson. So at the time, like it's apparently it was still like not a big – it wasn't a super open thing to just have an, an anatomy school that you could just – you know, like have dead bodies and cadavers and have random people or, you know, students or whatever cutting them up and shit. Yeah, even even the schools, you know, after his death, they would pay grave robbers for bodies. Like, it was difficult to get anatomy subjects. So, that would somewhat explain why instead of, like, going to bury them somewhere else, they would, like, hide the evidence in the basement. Hmm. But it still, it seems skip. But I, I like the idea of knowing that, uh, or of thinking, not not knowing, but thinking that, you know, one of the founding fathers of our country was a serial killer this whole time, and we just cracked it a couple years ago. Now, isn't it strange how much people love founding fathers? Yeah, it really is. It's really fucked. <laughs> it's just, it's just so weird what people are like willing to like fight for, like old people from a long time ago. And and I, I'm not one of those people that are like, oh, they, they were all evil slave keeper, like they're pieces of shit, but they're. They're just old people that died a long time ago. Just I can't imagine old fucks. I just can't imagine anyone being like, "Oh, they're those were those are our heroes. Those are American folklore heroes. Like, don't you dare respect disrespect my founding father. <laughs> don't, don't respect my founding daddy. <laughs> it's so weird. It's it's. I think about that too when I see people. There's a lot of people up here that have the 1776 stickers and shirts. Oh and yeah. It's like oh you know, and it's always accompanied by like rifles and shit like that, like stickers and stuff on a truck. And you're like, okay, I know exactly who you voted for. Yeah. It's it's real. I don't know. It's it's one thing to focus you know, worship a president of today, I guess, or worship somebody today. That's wild enough. 
But to go back and like, nah, nah, dog, they had it all right, you know, 250. Before I was born. Yeah, they had it all right back then. They figured that shit out. And I know they think about these modern issues the same way I do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly right. It's so odd. So, fuck, do we do, are we doing politics for a sec? Uh, Sure, why not? All right. There's a, I feel like we have to talk about these bombs then but i i want to so we did our, our torture episode that was a while ago i feel like i am unable to in words explain why i hate this country mm-hmm. now i feel like this article is as close to being able to explain why as i've been able to mm-hmm simply because it's just purely some statistics. So there's not I don't even really care about the article itself, but just just some flat numbers. I feel like tells the story pretty well. But I feel like the context is I would vocally hate any country I would be born in. <laughs> That's fair, yes. That is who I am. I, I I hate the world. It would it wouldn't matter what country, but I really do despise America. And I can't I can't explain it as as strongly as I feel it, but but the root of it is or or, or the root one of the strongest reasons it is because of I don't know, the things in this fucking article. The U.S. drops an average of 46 bombs a day. Why should the world see us as a force for peace? This is by Nicholas J.S. Davies from uh, Salon. Yeah. And uh, Medea Baldwin was also an uh, author on this. We cannot forget Medea. She did the deep digging, I am told. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I just... It, it, Are we gonna do this? Yeah, of I course. Just, okay, all right. It's I mean, it's it's a wild statistic, and obviously it's an average. We're not like out there like, oh yeah, there's the forty six for the day. Like, oh, we only dropped forty three today. We got to go th- throw three more somewhere. That's the, an average over the last twenty years. Yeah, over twenty years, the United States drops an average of forty six bombs a day. Yeah, I I, I don't understand. Without reading anything in the fucking article, I mean, there's all the stats and graphs, but without reading or having any other information, I don't understand how anyone can defend a country who drops that many bombs a day for 20 yeah. years straight. Yeah. I, I, I just don't understand how any could be, oh, I fucking love this place. Like, yeah. what a cool place. We bomb people every fucking day forever. You know, what's, what's wild to me is so many other people that are like, oh, America is the greatest country in the world. I fucking love it here. This is the, uh, we got it right the first time and everyone else is, is doing it wrong. Those people have never <laughs> left the country, not even once. <laughs> right. And, and I will say like the, there's, there's, so many outstanding parts like the fact that we can talk about it, it is not lost on me that that really is amazing mm-hmm. but most fucking modern countries you can talk about <laughs> your government being shitty yeah like i i don't feel like i have to be grateful for something 
I, I consider a right everyone should have, regardless right. of what fucking country they're in. Right, exactly. Like, all the things that make America great are, like, things that just because other countries might not have doesn't mean it, but Steven, it, it's... But, Stephen, that's why we have to make America great again. Because big... <laughs> <laughs> because big Benji Franklin put his dick in front of our faces. Yeah. And we're like, ooh, thank you. Thank you, thank you Mr. Franklin. <laughs> You're so sweet, Mr. Franklin. He, look, he tied, you let me speak. He t- so grateful. He tied a kite and a key to it. <laughs> so th- this article is from uh, last year, uh, two years ago. It's from 2021. No, 2022. Yeah. It's a good year. Fine vintage. Yeah, fine vintage. <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> the Pentagon has finally published its first air power summary since President Biden took office nearly a year ago. These monthly reports have been published since 2007 to document the number of bombs and missiles dropped by U.S.-led air forces in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria since 2004. But President Trump stopped publishing them after February of 2020, shrouding continued U.S. bombing in secrecy. Yeah, so this is so crazy. People are like, oh, Trump, you know, he he didn't do as many drone murders as the other presidents. (laughs) Oh, Obama was great. He only drone murdered <laughs> thousands of people. So Trump, the reason the numbers were low for a while is because he eliminated all legality of being forced to record drones launched. Now they have gone back retrospectively. He he launched more drones than anyone ever. He did the most drone murders. Oh, good, Tr- cool. Trump loved his razor drones. <laughs> get, get him, a, get him, a, get him a plaque. <laughs> Biden has brought back better paperwork and like systems for drones, but he's still fucking killing people all the time too. It's it's just uh you know par for the course. Over the past twenty years, the U.S. and Allied air forces have dropped more than. 337,000 bombs and missiles on other countries. That's an average of 46 strikes per day for 20 years. This endless bombardment has not only been deadly and devastating for its victims, but it's broadly recognized as seriously undermining international peace and security and diminishing America's standing in the world. The U.S. government and political establishment have been remarkably successful at keeping the American public in the dark about the horrific consequences of these long-term campaigns of mass destruction, allowing them to maintain the illusion of U.S. militarism as a force for good in the world in their domestic and political rhetoric. Now, even in the face of the Taliban takeover in Afghanistan, they are doubling down on their success at selling this counterfactual narrative to the American public to reignite their old Cold War with Russia and China, dramatically and predictably increasing the risk of nuclear war. The new air power summary data reveal that the United States has dropped another 3,246 bombs and missiles on Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria, 2,068 under Trump, and 1,178 under Biden since February of 2020, and this article's been out for over a year. The good news is that U.S. bombing of those three countries has significantly decreased from the over 12,000 bombs and missiles that dropped on them in 2019. In fact, since the withdrawal of U.S. occupation forces from Afghanistan in August, the U.S. military has officially conducted no airstrikes there and only dropped 13 bombs or missiles on Iraq and Syria 
although this does not preclude additional unreported strikes by forces under CIA command or control. All right, here's the question. Mm-hmm. Is it our job to drop bombs? And I, I understand this is a hard question, but I, I cannot... I, I can't justify the amount. Yeah. I, I don't think the number should be none. Like, I, I, I'm... The world is fucked up, and there are probably a lot of bombs or drones that should be dropped. Mm-hmm. But there's no, there's no way it is this many. Right. Right? No, I, I agree. It's, it's the statement in this last paragraph that I just read. They only, uh, no uh, U.S. military have conducted no airstrikes there and only dropped 13 bombs or missiles on Iraq and Syria. And it's like. It's like only thirteen of them, though. It's like that's a, that's still that's it's more right, now, that's a baker's dozen. For well, for argument's sake, I'll I'll devil's advocate myself. Mm-hmm. They're saying twelve thousand twelve thousand of those bombs were from two thousand nineteen, mm-hmm. right? So that that's war shit, right? Right. After that, thirteen is very small, right? Are, are the large large numbers of like the big violent years are they just like destroying the stats well i mean yeah that's definitely part of it but it's still like the large numbers it's it's a fucking lot it's so much so so i i can make lots of jokes about 9-11 because i really just don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. but i i don't understand like as a as a young child (laughs) I could see these numbers and be like, hey, it's fucked up, you know, one country killed 3,000 of us, right? Right. Not, not good, very very sad, but when we think of what 46 bombs a day for 20 years does, I don't understand how any adult with a fully formed brain is still like, America, fuck yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. It's um, It's one of those things where it's, you know, like our brain isn't supposed to like un- doesn't understand those large quantities, those large numbers. We kind of have an idea, but it doesn't really quantify it like that because it's not like a natural thing to count that high. Um, I think maybe their squishy brains can't, but my brain <laughs> is very wrinkly, and I can I can picture perfectly in three dimensions. I can see forty six bombs in a pile. Well, in, 46, yeah, I'm talking about like the, you know, 300,000. No, no. I, I can see each pile of 46 bombs spaced evenly apart <laughs> till for 20 years. I can see each day's worth of bombs for 20 years in my head from every dimension. I can see it all. I know exactly how much massacring that is. That is so much damage and carnage. So many dead children. I can't imagine talking to another adult or one of our peers and them not understanding that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, you're you're right. I know you feel the same way. But yeah, I, I you think you mean even just you know, look at your go to your calendar on your phone and like for each space there, you know, on the, the fucking calendar, you know, there's a, a pile of forty six bombs. And and page through that calendar for twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that I understand your point, though. It, it is staggering to the amount 
that it is very difficult to consider yeah. that we could be a part of the machine that does that because we don't do that. Right. The average person you talk to did not actively participate in that. And didn't even know it. I mean, like knew some right. of it was going <laughs> on, but it's like didn't even know. But our tax money still launched that rocket. Yeah. All the money you made working at McDonald's that you sent to the government, you know, got wrapped up into a pretty little box and then put inside of a warhead and then dropped off on the the Middle East. And, and, and here's the thing is like, I I think in my, my youth, I would have been, I very easily could have gone full extremist and wanted to like (laughs) take action. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose my freedom. Right. The whole world is fucked up. It's not just the United States. Regardless of what country I was in, I could find problems, right? And I, I think you do need some people that are, are, are going to have that nationalist streak that are like, hey, this is our country. We we can be great. We are great. You need people right. like that. Yeah. So that's that's the thing is, you know, like when people say – like, oh, you don't like it here, then just leave. And it's like, that's not what you do when you love something, when you want something to do better. Like, when you when you actually care about something, it's not just stand by it no matter what. It's, okay, like, this is fucked up. How do we fix this? Like, this is wrong. You know? And, like, that's, and yeah, that's exactly what my point is. Like, we also need the people who are going to be critical and pessimistic. Yeah. You know, it, it's, there is a... I think that the the role reversal is that the people that are so quickly to, you know, stand by and like just watch shit happen for no reason are the people that are like, but I love this country. And it's like, you really like you see this and you stand by it and it's cool. And like, there's no problems here with anything going on. Like you don't have any problem with it. It's like, you know, and the, the things that are, that they do have problems with are like, oh, that's coming. That's influence from other countries. <laughs> it's all them, the European influence on us. That's why, you know, uh, you know, that's why we have, uh, I was trying to think of a food thing, but I couldn't think of anything specific. Like, you know, just, I you, don't know. It's fucked. You know what I hate the most? <laughs> what? I, what I hate more than anything mm-hmm. are the cops and vets that are like, hey, it was our service that gave you freedom. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, what we sacrificed for you, uh, despite maybe their best of intentions, I would fight a pack of wolves every single night for the rest of my life than ever ask them to have done anything for me. Right. They didn't sacrifice. No, they didn't sacrifice shit for me, cause fuck them. Right. I wish they would have died. They should have sacrificed more for me. <laughs> you know what? Go back, you stupid fuck. Go back and sacrifice more for me, okay? Cause I don't. I don't want to hear it. It's that honestly. That reminds me of um. You know, when people say like, oh, but you you gotta love your family, or you gotta, you know, it's like you may not <laughs> like them, and like maybe you're. You know, maybe your parents are like oh, deadbeats Hana. and like, you know, but they brought you into this world. It's like, but they didn't like raise me or teach me right or whatever. Like, if you got probably like, fuck that person. 
Like, I didn't ask to be here. They did some selfish shit for them or the people around them. And now I have to bear the burden of it? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I, 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 we do not owe anyone allegiance. Yeah. Right? Like, family, whatever, country, God, whatever the fuck. No allegiance is owed. I, I pledge no allegiance. <laughs> I don't even have a flag. <laughs> How am I going to pledge of allegiance without a flag? <laughs> <laughs> what is this kindergarten go fuck yourself <laughs> but but the people people expect that is it fealty yeah people expect that of you when they when they think they they know more than you they they did something for you right you owe your country you owe your government yeah they you gotta bend the knee man I'd rather live as an amputee. Take, <laughs> take my fucking leg. Take my knees. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Who was it? Fucking um, Hank Hill's dad. <laughs> Cotton, he doesn't have knees. <laughs> Trump and Biden both deserve credit for recognizing the endless bombing and occupation. <laughs> <sighs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Trump and Biden both deserve credit for recognizing the endless bombing and occupation could not deliver victory in Afghanistan. Do they? Mm-hmm. Do, do they, I, do they I, why would they write that? Yeah, I don't know. Especially when it's about how many bombs we drop. Yeah, we just keep doing it. Trump and Biden both deserve credit for recognizing we didn't need to keep killing people. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> The speed which with the U.S.-installed government fell to the Taliban once the U.S. withdrawal was underway confirmed that 20 years of hostile military occupation, aerial bombardment, and support for corrupt governments ultimately served only to drive the war-weary people of Afghanistan back to Taliban rule. Biden's callous decision to follow 20 years of colonial occupation and aerial bombardment in Afghanistan with the same kind of brutal economic siege warfare in the United States has inflicted on Cuba, Iran, North Korea, and Venezuela can only further discredit America in the eyes of the world. There has been no accountability for these 20 years of senseless destruction. Even with the publication of air power summaries, the ugly reality of U.S. bombing wars and the mass casualties every day they inflict remain largely hidden from the American people. I don't even think they're hidden. I, I think people have no interest in knowing. I've kind of gone back and forth where I can see myself as a very empathetic person and a, as a very cold, callous person. Mm -hmm. But I feel like understanding the perspective of other people in other countries would be very easy to see how fucked up. Oh, for sure. The, yeah, that's not even a that's not even a question. I feel like I've known that from a very young age of like having like foreign exchange students even or like you know, the few times that I did get to leave and go away and realizing like oh no, this is it was like it's a joke of like this is how people see Americans. And like once the internet started getting a lot more of a thing, like it was more publicized and it was just like, oh yeah, everyone's laughing at us. Everyone knows how fucked up we are. It's just, we have a lot of money and power to back it up, so. But I, I, I don't think it takes much empathy to understand that 
there there is a problem. Right. Not for us, but for everyone we're angry with. There is. Yeah. <laughs> At all the, the places we're, you know, world policing in. So how many of the 3,246 attacks documented in the Air Power Summary since February 2020 were you aware of before reading this article? You probably heard about the drone strike that killed 10 Afghan civilians in Kabul in 2021, but what about the other 3,245 bombs and missiles? Whom did they kill or maim, and whose homes did they destroy? What do you think you would have guessed per day? I should have asked you that before. Uh, like, did you, Would you have guessed it was that high? Um, n- maybe not. I mean, no. I probably would have said in the, you know, 10s, lower 20s. Mm. I mean, that, that's and, reasonable. And even this, like, this is just based on, like, some information. It's, it's not all I of it. I think it's crazy low. Yeah. I, th- because there are so many different rules and different processes for how they report especially because drone strikes alone i i I don't necessarily think we'd be the overall average of everything put together would be over 100 but i think it's a lot higher than 46 yeah yeah because think about just like the the wars of the last 20 years there there's some weeks alone that could completely destroy these averages but we know like there's drone strike reports every year and i don't understand how any American could not know how many missiles and drones we use. Right. Even even in the riots with the like Black Lives Matter stuff in the last couple of years, they flew drones over U.S. cities. That's and, and shit. yeah, they mostly were just like recording shit, but they did have armed drones flying over U.S. cities. That it sounds like it sounds like so paranoid. Like it feels like a feels like a crazy person to say that in a, in a country full of people who don't know it, don't believe it, or don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, like, true. It feels so, like, like it makes me feel gross to be like, oh, but there were armed drones. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I shut up, hippie. It's yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm so unhippie, though. It's just so frustrating. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it really is, it's, I don't know, it's just fucked to think about. I believe in violence. I just, I don't believe in our government's violence. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me do the violence. <laughs> yes. Make me God King. <laughs> and I'll limit it to 10 drones a day. Okay, <laughs> We got to get these numbers down from last quarter, guys. We're, we're <laughs> fucking up. <laughs> we're way over budget. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I know that's a thing too. Like my, so my, my grandfather told me this. He said one of his jobs in the military was to sit out in a field with him and a bunch of dudes and they had a bunch of guns and they would just, you know, shoot ammo, just waste ammo. And that was so they didn't have a surplus so that next year they would still get all the yeah. funding they needed for all that ammunition. It's like those those bullets ain't going to go bad. It's like they do. <laughs> they do, but it, take, not, it takes like 20 years yeah, it's before like they that. start. Don't worry, dog. You'll have a chance to use them. <laughs> <laughs> we always like, find a chance. It's like you buy a pack of batteries and it's like, uh, these don't go bad for 10, 15 more years. And you're like, well, fuck. I've had these for two years already. I might as well throw them away. <laughs> Fiscal year's over. I got to throw them in the trash. 
there's a like a weapon uh, an ammunition grading system where it it's not they really don't go bad mm. that's they really don't but they worry about like metal corrosion and different things that could like one out of every 10,000 bullets might jam or some shit so they they cycle things out after a certain amount of time mm-hmm. which seems I don't know but it here's one I struggle with my grandpa he was my dad's dad sounded like a really cool dude but he also like really struggled with uh some similar problems that I have I think he drank like a 30 pack a day smoked four packs of cigarettes and had two pots of coffee every day god damn like old school shit you know he he joined the war when he was 17 years old and his job was to drop bombs out of a plane on germany right yeah that's wild shit that is it's fucking insane and it it, it's one of the can you picture yourself when you were 17 that's why I mean that's courageous and and it's one of the few wars you could look at and be like all right th- this is a lot easier to justify right yeah there's a lot of moving parts there that was a, a a very different operation than what very the world was used to at that point old vets old military it's very different than a a, a modern young man who joins the war now it's uncomparable you know we had the in in one sense one of the greatest and most clear-cut simple evils to exist at the time Mm -hmm. but i still don't know i I would i would really I, i never got to meet him he died before i was old enough to speak or whatever but I would have loved to, as an adult, have conversations with them because I, I would be so curious to know both how it affected him and how it would feel to like to kill people at random. Like if you yeah. drop a, a, hundreds of bombs over Germany, you're not killing mostly Nazis. You're yeah. not killing mostly soldiers. You're killing mostly random family members. Yeah, you're just killing people. Yeah, just random civilians. And I, I still feel like that's unjustifiable. Right. I don't. And I know I would look at it differently at that time in that context, but I still can't understand that. I think. Yeah there 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 comes a certain point where like like you said it's like it's not like you're you know lining up the shot and you have a specific target in mind. You're you're swath. You're you're covering an area. You know, we have to kill as many of them before they kill some of us. Yeah, type of thing. There's which I, so much of it's it's an intimidation tactic. You know, like that's a that's war. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like I could understand that, and I know I could have a war boy mind. I know I c- could. I know I could twist myself into a place where I just kill people that don't deserve it mm-hmm. especially like swords castle days vikings whatever like I, I i can understand war mind stuff but I, I can't understand i can't understand having the war mentality in what feels like such a different world today yeah 
It just it just feels like out of place. It's it's very like not even you can't even really describe bureaucratized. You, you can't even really. Dis- I was going to say it's like an overnight change compared to, you know, so like what we what modern society has become in the last, you know, sixty years even has been. It's it's you can't even say it's been day or night or you know overnight. It's like in a blink of an eye. If you even look at even just looking at the history of our country, God, like in the last history. you know few hundred years, it's it's so different, so night and day, in such a flash of a moment. It's you can't you know when everything else changes, you you the entire system changes. You can't use the same rules to govern it. You know the same techniques don't apply anymore. There's so many differences that are, I don't know. I think so. People just fail to take into consideration. It's like when when times change, you have to change with it. That's that's how it works. That's how evolution works. So the December 2021 New York Times expose of the consequences of U.S. airstrikes, the result of a five-year investigation, was stunning not only for the high civilian casualties and military lies it exposed but also because it revealed just how little investigative reporting the U.S. media have done on these two decades of war. In America's industrialized, remote-control air wars, even the U.S. military personnel most directly and intimately involved are shielded from human contact with the people whose lives they are destroying, while for most of the American public, it is as if these hundreds of thousands of deadly explosions never even happened. The lack of public awareness of U.S. airstrikes is not the result of a lack of concern for the mass destruction our government commits in our names. In the rare cases we find out about, like the murderous drone strikes in Kabul in August, the public wants to know what happened and strongly supports U.S. accountability for civilian deaths. So public ignorance of 99% of U.S. airstrikes and their consequences is not the result of the public apathy, but deliberate decisions by the U.S. military politicians of both parties, and corporate media to keep the public in the dark. The largely unremarked 21-month-long suppression of monthly air power summaries is only the latest example of this. Do you, to me that reads so conspiracy, so conspiracy-minded, I mean. It does, but I I don't think that it's necessarily wrong. Do you think people really don't know? I think there's, I think the number... The extent of it, it's like you can know the idea of knowing a thing and like understanding it are different, right? Like you can, but do you feel? I you feel can like hear it's a this willing ignorance. Oh, absolutely. There's definitely some of that. Um, I don't. I, think I don't. It's a lot of that. Uh, I think we all know. Like, there's. I I, I can't imagine most people haven't seen no, something you, on the news. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. I think there's definitely a point where I think there's definitely a point where people are you know like they're hearing it and it's just it's it's not sinking in the way it would if they were seeing it or feeling it you know what I mean it's not like well, that's a lack of imagination I think the question is are they are they are they fucking stupid or are they evil because it <laughs> I think stupid. I, I mean, or, or is it you know because there's, I mean, stupid might be the 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 choice there, but it's like it's it doesn't affect their day to day. 
you know, so it's, it's like, I have my own problems and shit to deal with. I can't, I'm not, I can't make a change on that right now. Like I got to go, you know, get the kids from fucking daycare right now and take them to Taekwondo practice and somehow get dinner in between there. And, you know, like, I think there's a lot of that of like, it's not really my problem to deal with right now. Until a razor drone hits their kid's school. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the other one is like, imagine today, like we get, you know, drone striked and like, even, you know, like not even in a high populous area, like the middle of fucking nowhere, Idaho or something. And like, we, we would be, it would, it would be crazy. Like we would. Endless new, new cycle. They would just yeah. bitch and moan forever. And it, I think it would be, you know, another situation where people are going to, it's like whatever the number, whatever the cost, just fucking like, you know, I, I remember so vividly right after 9-11, everyone's like, just turn the whole Middle East into a parking lot. And it's glass. Like, they would say glasses. Yeah. Yeah. It's glass. like, Jesus, fuck dog. Like people live there. Like these are like regular civilian ass people. I don't know. It's fucking, it's just, it's buck wild to me that the, I think that, uh. No, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of just there isn't a lot of apathy in there. I think the fact that I think what they're trying to say in this article, while they it was worded more conspiracy like, is that you know it's just it's not something that's covered on like because most people aren't watching the fucking news anymore. You get to watch news clips on YouTube or something. Well, it feel it feels like we're and, and I'll put myself in this pool. It feels like we're such a, such a defeated, powerless population. Mm-hmm. If we're all saying like, hey, we all know this happens and we all think it's bad, but we can't do anything about it. Right. It's, and I, I mean, I feel that, you know, like, what are we doing? We're talking on a podcast that reaches... Point zero 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 yeah. <laughs> percent of the U.S. pop, you know, like literally. What can you dozens. do? Literally, but, <laughs> but it is. It, it seems crazy that, like, I I think so often America as a whole, we have a lot more consensus than we realize because because there's no. I think we have a lot more consensus than we realize, and we are able to do nothing with that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I definitely think that there's a large part of, you know, you're talking about the reason we hate, you know, you hate America. I think one of the things that makes me the most mad is you have a country full of people who like we have the resources the resources are available and they're here they're just placed in places and i think there's i i think there's a a wider problem with just no one feels like they're in control of anything beyond themselves yeah it's i i sometimes when i feel myself getting too civilized it's like uh, <laughs> too civilized in, important to, to remember like 
we are animals in a jungle. Yeah. We're just, you know, we're just fucking leopards out here wearing khakis and... We are watched by leopards as we we gather our resources to to try to survive as best we can. If everything feels so civilized, we have all this nice air conditioning and little moving picture screens and little distractions, but we're we're still just vicious animals fighting to protect our homes. I mean, and that's another one, like all of the technology, like the fucking air conditioning and shit, like refrigerated, you know, refrigeration, like that's all within the last hundred years and shit. Like we've, as a society, like we're not, we're not evolving as fast as technology is, right? Like, yeah, it's, uh, we're we are adapting. adapting to it, and it's adapting. You know, we are making it to adapt with us, but it's it's way more powerful than we thought it was going to be. Well, I guess that's not entirely true. They thought we would have space hotels and shit by twenty twenty or by you know year two thousand. So, <laughs> what was it? Didn't like the fucking Jetsons takes place in like two thousand one? You cannot talk about the future without mentioning the Jetsons. That's I feel like absolutely I'm to my not dad. true. <laughs> I, anytime we've ever talked about the future, you've mentioned the Jetsons. That absolutely can't be true. You're ten for ten, brother. Okay, I, I want a compilation of my on my death by tomorrow. <laughs> if you produce, if you produce, even you know what? I'll say if you can produce. Uh, uh, three, just three times that I've mentioned the Jetsons oh. in any in any context. I can do it in my sleep. <laughs> I can do it in my sleep, no problem. Hey, man, everybody like Jane Jetson. I never watched it. I don't understand. I'm a Scooby Doo kid. Okay, I don't like the Jetsons. They're a pompous, rich, spoiled family that had their shitty robot slave. They're, they're, do exactly, all their they're, hard they're work. racist robots. <laughs> the jetsons you know we should send them to the war i mean yeah yeah get fucking elroy out there <laughs> who the fuck is elroy kid <laughs> <laughs> maybe shaggy would do it better than elroy I'll tell you that. <laughs> it, an army full of shaggies and the world wouldn't have these problems all you gotta do is offer them scooby snacks and they're good to go done <laughs> One world government. Shags and scoobs out here on the field. Are you a shag or a scoob? <laughs> if you had to pick, what are you? Oh, I'm a. I'm a. Oh, I don't know. I feel like growing up, I was more of a shag, but I think today I'm more of a scoob. Mm. I feel like I want to be a scoob, but I might be a shag at heart. Yeah, that tracks. Either way, I'm eating. Big ass sandwiches in the kitchen at two a.m. Either way, I'm eating cookies. <laughs> Either way, I got snacks. Either way, either way, I'm walking up into haunted abandoned ass houses and raiding the fridge, <laughs> smoking weed with my dog and raiding the fridge. <laughs> Talk about zoinks. What? <laughs> Rutro, Rutro, Raggy, we dropped a roan. I pressed a drum on Raggy. Oh God, dude! 
fully fucking derailed. <laughs> oh, God. I don't remember where we're at. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. There are several categories of airstrikes that are not included in this data, meaning that the true numbers of weapons unleashed are certainly higher. These types not included are helicopter strikes, AC-130 gunship strikes, strifing runs, any counterinsurgency and counterterrorism operations in other parts of the world. Can't count those. <laughs> Can't count those. <laughs> those damn sneaky helicopters. <laughs> they kind of act on their own accord anyway. The failure of the U.S. government, politicians, and corporate media to inform and educate the American public about the systematic mass destruction wreaked by our country's armed forces has allowed this carnage to continue largely unremarked and unchecked for 20 years. It has also left us precariously vulnerable to the revival of anachronistic Manchian Cold War narrative that risks even greater catastrophe. In this topsy-turvy, through-the-looking-glass narrative, the country that is actually bombing cities to rubble and waging wars that kill millions of people presents itself as a well-intentioned force for good in the world. Then it paints countries like China, Russia, and Iran which have strengthened their defenses largely in order to deter the U.S. from attacking them, as threats to the American people and to world peace. Now, I do have some contention mm -hmm. with those countries, because I, I don't think they definitely have strengthened themselves to deter from the U.S., right. but they are also doing terrible fucking shit. Yeah. And if I lived there, I would hate them too. The I, I, I also wanted to say that I, I do see there's got to be some parts of good, right? Like, we send a military over there to, like, you know, um, stop. Spread democracy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what a joke. What a fucking joke. What a stupid line. Not, Somebody wrote that in a speech and we're like, oh, that'll trick Americans forever. <laughs> but it's so even, like, you have, like, a, you know, extremist fucking group that's, you know, running shop somewhere. And it's like, you got people that are like trying to live a regular life underneath that. And it's very hard for them. So any kind of relief from that is very settling. And it's like, it's, you know, they can feel more safe or something. And I'm sure in a lot of small doses that happens on a regular basis, but then you have, you know, like yeah. the, they mentioned, you know, us pulling out of Af Afghanistan and it's like, there's nothing – you didn't stabilize anything there. Like, you were there and you, you know, held it for a while, and then as soon as you're gone, it's it's fucking game over. It's like it never happened. I fully still believe it was the right call, but the really dark side of us leaving is everyone is starving to death Right. Now. More people are dying from starvation than they were from us being there. Yeah. That's for sure. And that is really, really dark. But, uh, oh yeah, we had to get the fuck out. And I, I don't know what the fucking answer is to that one. I feel like we, we dug ourselves into such a deep hole. There was, no, there was no good answer. If we are to emerge from this morass of militarism and avoid the risk of an apocalyptic war with Russia or China, the U.S. public must challenge the counterfactual Cold War narrative that U.S. military and civilian leaders are peddling to justify their ever-increasing investments in nuclear weapons in the U.S. war machine. It's a bad machine. <laughs> it's a shitty machine. <laughs> so there you go, folks. Fuck the country. Go fuck yourself. I don't know. <laughs>
Well said. <laughs> a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> uh, you got anything else? I'm done. Yeah, man. I'm fucking. What are we? What are we doing next week? I um, we... I mean, we got options. I know there's a particular artist that we hate and we talk shit on all the time. Ooh. Um, cool stuff, Ed. We'll figure it yeah. out. Do you got any dishonorables besides the U.S. Armed Services? And if you're a cuck, I'll say it. Every other country in the world fucking sucks too. So shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephen, if you don't like America, just leave. <laughs> I don't like it there yeah, either. I don't like it anywhere. I don't like it on this planet. And we don't like I it. I can't move to Mars yet. So go fuck <laughs> yourself. I'm just going to sit here and here. brood. Guys, I'm just visiting. I'm not going to be here yeah, forever. Don't worry, God. And neither are you. It's going to be okay. I'll be out in at in it most, in it most, a cool like 70. So <laughs> don't even worry about it. That's all I got in me. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, everybody. Thank you to Approaching Human for the use of his music. You can find his work on SoundCloud at Approaching-Human. Love you, John. Eat lots of Scooby Snacks. (laughs) We got to save that as an interview question. Are you more of a Shaggy or a Scooby? Or a Scooby. Also, what is your name You can't be a Fred or a Velma. You can't. (laughs) Would you say, what's your name backwards? Yeah, what's your name backwards? We only... (laughs) These are big questions. What's the, what's the hidden meaning in your name if you turn it around backwards? Make sure to check out. <laughs> make sure to check out the show page at Trash Cats Trash Cast on Instagram for news and art from the show. Check out Facebook for the memes. For the memes, if you're super bored, you can check out my trashy un-American art on Instagram at Skyzix S K Y Z S X. Working on something new. I'm very excited about. Um, and then yeah, I think I think that's it. We got. You know, I, sometimes it's nice to be angry. And if you don't like it here, I hope you feel like this can be your new home. <laughs> join join the Trash Cat Nation, okay? We hate wherever we are. Yeah, it, it, everything sucks. There's trash and garbage everywhere. But it's going to be. And we're just here to rummage through it together. That's all. We're just out here for some tasty snacks, and you're welcome to join us. You know, it's that hallway thing, you know. Steven's in his own trash can, but I think <laughs> we're all in the same trash can. We're all in the same dumpster here, folks. But, but there's a window in mine, and I can wave to you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's, it's a dumpster with a window. <laughs> it's my home you're talking about. <laughs> That's going to be all for us today. Stay classy, eat trashy. Go fast, eat trash.